You're listening to the Jack and Chill Podcast. All right. So, Socha, tell me about your uh, your travel page, your social media travel page. Jack, the struggle is so real with trying to grow social media. And, you know, you and I have experienced this before because we're trying to grow A to Z English podcast. Mm. And the competition is really cutthroat, especially for like niches like um, language learning podcasts or travel pages or whatever, because there's a lot of quality content and right. bizarre content and like attention grabbing content that's competing with your content and everyone's attention span has become so short because I'm guilty of this too. Like I'll see a reel or like a video or a post on my Instagram and I'll like it, but I won't finish watching it. I'll just like give it a like or save it for later, which I never go back to yeah. and then just keep like, I won't sit there and watch a five-second video. <laughs> I'll literally go for the first three seconds and go. And that's how they measure it to promote your videos. How many people, how many three-second views did you get? At least in Instagram and Facebook, that's how they promote your content is based on the amount of three-second views that you're getting. Because if you're able to capture someone's attention for three seconds, that means that your reel is classified as interesting enough to keep showing it to more people right. that's the metric now is three seconds of three our time seconds goodness that's good grief um i know exactly what you're talking about it's like um it, it almost takes like you almost have to be delusional like crazy to to even think that that you can be successful in this space do you know what i mean it's it yeah. it takes yeah it takes like a level of like self delusion where you just kind of trick yourself into thinking you're going to be successful um because it's so saturated with like like you said quality content and bad quality content you know like it's it's a mix of everything and when you jump in there you're just like um you're one tiny little star in the galaxy like there's no there's, you know, and then you just from there, you have to just start building some sort of uh, fan base, you know, and the only way to do that is by participating in social media, because if you go into these groups and you just spam them, you'll be that's worse than not promoting your podcast at all, you know, right, you'll be like, like banned. Yeah, I'll get banned right from the group right away. And everyone will look at me like, oh, that person is just a they're just a spammer, you know. Um, so what you have to do is you have to get involved in these groups and you have to become like a member. And that it takes a lot of time, right, to like answer, reply to emails, reply to social media posts and Facebook posts and stuff like that. And then after you do that for like a month. If somebody asks you like, hey, by the way, do you know a good podcast to to learn English? And then you could say, oh, yeah, I know a good podcast. It's called the A to Z English podcast. And you could finally drop it. But in, in, you have to do it in that very subtle kind of way. But all that work and all those hours of like time I spent, you know, chatting with with people in the groups just to mm -hmm. become a member and accepted into the group so that I could, you know, and it's, it's really like, that's the stuff that's the hard part. Making the podcast is easy, you know, right. you just 
get together, record an episode. It's fun. Editing is great. Adding the music and that sort of stuff. It seems like that would be the hard part, but that is the absolute easiest part of the process. The hardest part is building a community. So I like, well, how, how did you build your community in, in your, for your Facebook travel, travel blog? I just see, like, I haven't really done any of the stuff you've done, like go in local chats or anything like that or post about it. I think, honestly, I think one of the things where we fall short, both in the A to Z English podcast, you do a lot of work um, yourself, like marketing the page. But I just think we're not shameless enough, Jack. Like we don't have that totally shameless promotional attitude that a lot of people, a lot of social media influencers have. Like yeah. we're kind of, we're not shy about our work per se, but we definitely have like a certain level of decorum that just does not exist in this new level competitive marketing age. Like people do just spam the chats and hope that someone clicks on their content and hopes that someone notices their content and they have no decorum about it. No shame, and, no humility. They're just like, yeah, they don't care how they come off at all. They just want yeah. the clicks, want the views. And they kind of follow that old saying like, um what is it no there's no such thing as bad publicity right a lot of people really live by those words um and and i struggle yeah and so for me i i have been sharing my you know my facebook page i did share it on one chat i'm part of a group called so i guess i lied i do do it a little bit i'm part of a group called viajeros in oaxaca which is like a travel group for oaxaca mm-hmm and I was part of this community for a long time. And one day um, the administrator gave people a chance to share their social media. So that was one way that I got a few views on my Instagram and my Facebook. And another way is through my networking opportunities. Like I worked in the tourism industry. So, of course, when we exchange social media information, I've gotten some followers through there. And then I do share like with my Facebook friends. I've started to <laughs> because yeah. I used to not. It's like I used to feel embarrassed about sharing my content to my Facebook friends. But now it's like that's a big chunk of people that could watch and share and support your content, you know. And I do notice that the people who are the most shameless or have the least shame do the most to have the most success right yeah i have the most success there's another guy on the viajeros and oaxaca group and he just he used to spam basically spam the chat and he would like literally hold information hostage like people would ask a general question and if he knew the answer he said i'll tell you the answer if you can prove that you're following my facebook page <laughs> you sent me your email yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, like send me a, a screen capture of the fact that you're following my Facebook page and and I think he gained like 10,000 followers this year alone yeah. um yeah but he was completely shameless about it but he really did I would never do something like that I'd never be like I'm not giving you information unless you send me a screenshot of you following my Facebook page like it just seems yeah. like so like for us we would say like in poor taste you know yeah, no, you and I would never do that. We would never hold anyone, you know, any information hostage if someone, came, if one of our listeners came to us, you know, because we're just like, uh, I, I mean, I don't think we do, we don't do this for the fame or or the the fortune or whatever. I think we just do it because we enjoy the process. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's not, 
I, I, but I, I would love to to see the the podcast grow to the level of like those other major English language learning podcasts. Like I, I want to, I want to achieve that. I just want to do it in like an honest way where, and I, and I'm not saying that those, those podcasts weren't, you know, honest. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is like, they, I think they were there early. They were early adapters. Um, right they kind of figured it out early. They saw something We're we're late adapters, you know, we we're jumping in into the lake when it's already full of, uh, of people, you know, it's just like, there's not, there's nothing special, you know, we're trying to differentiate ourselves because I like to think of the A to Z is like the, we're kind of the uh, redheaded stepchild of the <laughs> language learning space. Cause we do things yeah. a little bit different, you know, it's like, it's not as clean and refined and, and like, um, we're not as organized. I think we have a lot of heart though. Like our community is sincere. We actually care a lot about our listeners. We know our listeners, like on our personal level, those that are in yeah. the subgroups or the WeChat groups. And Jack, you put a lot of effort into interacting with people. I was having so many issues with WhatsApp. So I haven't been able to be as active as I used to be and yeah. want to be on chat. Um, but I'm, I'm very close with a lot of our listeners in, in the WhatsApp group for sure. And they, they take some of our classes, our world English, uh, online, uh, uh Google meets classes that we teach. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, our, um, I know a lot of the listeners, um, that listen to our podcast. Some of them have, have been on our show, you know, they've, yeah. they've come on as guests. Um, but uh, but when you're talking about like podcasting, we're, we have to scale it up to you want thousands and thousands of of listeners a day, you know, thousands and thousands of people listening um, each day. And, you know, we're we're in the hundreds of people, which is still I mean, that's a lot of people. Imagine a room full of 150, 200 people and they're yeah, all there been, for you. <laughs> you know, like that would be amazing, you know. Um, yeah, it's kind of like we're professors. I mean, you're a professor at a university, right? It's kind of like that, sure. like being yeah. a professor at a university and your class is successful and you have like 150 people. Yeah. Your class is easy A, known as an easy A. Well, no. I would never, I don't think I could ever get a class full of 150 people at my own uh, university. But um, yeah, I mean, just standing, you know, if I were in a room with, with 300 people and they were all there to listen to me, to you and me, uh, talk, um, I, I would be like, you know, honored. It would be, it'd be intimidating, you know? So okay. it's not, it's not like we're, you know, it's not like we're, we're not a failing podcast. We're just, I think we're stuck in like a kind of middle zone where I feel like we're ready to break through. We just need some kind of push or some kind of, um, it's it's always I guess what you always have to do is kind of keep tweaking and keep adjusting until you find that right frequency and then you and and you can resonate with with an audience in and break through the noise I guess is what yeah, you know we are a little unorganized because we've kind of been seeing what sticks like it's a process when you start up a podcast or a social media page you publish a lot of different types of content and then you see what performs the best and you kind of try to repeat that formula in a structured way to ensure your success you know um yeah and well i'm, I'm good friends with uh with robin shaw of shaw english online and he, mm -hmm. you know, the advice he always gives me is testing. He's always testing. 
testing new, you know, sticking with the stuff that works and then testing something new. And and because you never know when you might just hit something that's absolutely just resonates with people on such a intense level. And that's that's what I think we're always doing is, you know, a couple episodes a week are are kind of in our wheelhouse. They're comfortable. And then a couple episodes are kind of outside the box. And so, yeah, even after uh, we've been doing this podcast for you and I have been doing it for about a year. Kevin and I did it for about six months. So together, the podcast has been around for a year and a half. That's relatively young for a podcast. I mean, it doesn't. I, I think I don't think we're I think the success that we've had with this podcast is is above average for a, a podcast our age. That's my 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 thinking. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, like famous people, you know, people that are celebrities, they start a podcast. It's it starts off. You're already on a different level, you know, but they're, right. that's because they're they're leveraging their fame that they had and bringing it into the podcast space when you're two unknown people like us and we're just starting from the ground up and building something what we've accomplished is actually quite uh admirable i think like it's really yeah. it's something special and to be able to you know keep growing that in a space that's already saturated with a lot of a lot of people trying to do the exact same thing that we're trying to do um that's why I try. That's why I'm, I'm trying to, like, I always say this expression, I zig when everyone else zags, you know, like, that's the, that's kind of the, the theory behind this podcast is like, if everybody's going to be doing this kind of one way style, why don't we do it a different way? You know, so that's why right. we did kind of more free, free form conversations that weren't highly edited and we kind of speak at a normal speed and we we challenge our listeners to you know hold on for the roller coaster ride that is our conversation and yeah because if they can sorry i didn't mean to no, cut no, you no. off jack go ahead, I just, go ahead. if they can do so you know that they're really applying their skills on a new level that it, when they come to the us or when they use their english language skills or when they use their speaking skills or their listening skills you know that they're going to be able to hold their own in a real life setting. Yes. I, I think that's really important. I don't do, I don't really do teacher talk in, even in my classroom. I just don't believe in it. I think my students are better served listening to me speak at the, the rate that normal rate that I, that I normally speak at and, and be prepared for what they're actually going to encounter in the United States or Canada or England than opposed to some kind of like, you know, sheltered baby talk that I use in the classroom so that everybody can understand me. But when you get into the real world, no one's going to do that, you know, baby talk thing for you, that sheltered, you know, talk. They're going to speak at a normal speed and you're going to have to to be prepared for that. So I I don't know. I That's, that's always been my theory, uh, my philosophy. Um, we try to slow things down a little bit. The problem with you and me is that uh, we we're fast talkers, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, it's probably some people might tune into our podcast and go, wow, they, they talk so fast. I can't even, you know, this is way beyond my, my level. So, 
you know, that's something that we, you and I could probably work on is like trying to slow down a little bit. But like I said, I don't really believe in that. I kind of believe in, you know, learning the way it really is. The reality is, is always going to be more, more uh, beneficial than some sort of uh, sheltered, you know, English that we can give to them and, and make them feel good in the moment. But then when they, when they're faced with real speaking situations, real uh, authentic uh, uh, language learning, uh, like English speaking experiences, they're going to have, they're going to struggle. So I, that's just my, my, my feeling, but uh, maybe we're off, off topic now a little bit. I don't know. A little, but it's okay. You know, I think, I think it all ties into the whole, you know, social media aspect. And then another another last question I have for you about, you know, growing your social media. Personally, I found um, in my journey with social media that content, it's like, uh, there's a couple of reasons I feel like for starting a page. It's not necessarily about, as you said, it's like the delusion of success and whatnot. But for me and for you, I believe as well, more than caring about success, I think it's like we we enjoy what we're doing. And success to us means that people are also enjoying and responding to what we're doing. And so it's nice to feel that like recognition. And one thing I have noticed is that sometimes content that I never thought would perform so well, it like it does really well. And then content that I really didn't try that hard on or that, you know, that does really well. And then content that I really put my whole heart into or that I thought would perform amazingly, it kind of falls short. And um, the social yeah, media space is completely upside down from what I learned as a communications major as an undergrad. Like uh -huh. when, when I was young, if you make something good, people will find it. You know what I mean? Like if it's good, right. people right. Will find it. now, if you make something good, but it has a bad thumbnail, they'll never find it. Like, right. <laughs> but if you have a good thumbnail, a great thumbnail and mediocre content that that'll mm -hmm. perform better than uh, so, right. So like you said, that three second thing is really important. It's like, if you can't grab, if you can't grab the audience's attention in three seconds and I don't know, maybe, you know, I'm thinking like, how does that translate to the podcasting space? Cause I'm talking about the YouTube space and Facebook space where you are with your, your travel blog, your, your travel uh -huh. page. Um, because it's all about like a good, a good thumbnail grabbing the attention and then people will watch your content and the content does I've seen such like mediocre kind of just boring content get huge numbers and I'm just totally baffled by it. Like I'm, I don't understand it. Why is that video so amazing performing so well? And a lot of times it's like YouTube will promote things internally like they'll test things and stuff. So your YouTube might grab your video and show it to a hundred thousand people. Right. And just to see how it performs, just a test. It's just part of an, al uh, an algorithm. And, um, and so 
it's nothing to do with you. It's just YouTube kind of randomly choosing stuff. And I think Facebook probably does the same thing, right? It'll, mm-hmm. it'll, t- it'll test it and take your, your stuff and show it to a hundred thousand people. And then if it doesn't perform well, then they'll, they'll throw you away for a while. And then right. you go to the back of the line. It's like, you had your chance. You're, you're, <laughs> you blew you're, it. Yeah. You blew it because your, your content didn't meet the standard that people want. So now you go back in line and you start over again, you know, in the podcasting yeah. space, it's a little bit different. Because there is no like thumbnail, you know, we just have our logo and that's what, so people if that don't know our podcast are just scrolling through and I think we have a good logo. I think the logo is nice. Um, I think maybe in uh, something I could try and I'm just thinking out loud is not do any sort of um, opening music, just jump right into the conversation immediately. Right. Um so I might I might try that this week, you know, and just and just bring have closing music, but we don't need the introduction to the podcast. We can just get right into the conversation immediately so that people don't have to wait, you know, uh, 15 seconds, because like you said, three seconds is 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 all you need for a reel. Well, 15 seconds is a lifetime, you know? Yeah. In this modern I think- space. Jack, I think what you were taught as a communications major and even what I was taught as an English major, even though I just recently went through college, a lot of things that were taught and that our professors believe are outdated. And I think it's because of this. We were taught that there's like an introduction, you know, like a, yeah. a hook, a climax and an ending. And now all you have is your hook. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, It's like there's so much competition now that all you have going for you is your hook. If your content isn't like hook after hook after hook, you're flatlined. It's just not going the way that it needs to be. I agree with you, yeah. And I think also with content, like it's no longer what's good or what's quality content and what's bad and what's poor quality content. It's all about what's attention grabbing. Like if you see a thumbnail of a girl eating the raw octopus from Korea, uh, like you're going to get like a million clicks on that. Versus you might have a really great video of someone, a guy or girl talking about like, oh, this sashimi is really delicious. And they might actually go into detail and craft a whole quality content about it. But because it's not like attention grabbing, it's not like what the heck are that is that person eating? What's going on? Like, what does that taste like? The curiosity and the attention grabbing aspect of it is right. like pretty much all we have. Like shock value is a huge yeah. aspect of social media now. Like three three teenagers or young twenties people who are attractive, laughing and giggling while trying to eat um octopus versus like uh, a chef who's in his 40s but he's like uh works at like a two michelin star restaurant you know or whatever um explaining the delicacy of that of of eating it you know one is like one is what the first version of that is like fast food you know what i mean like entertainment it's just like mcdonald's the second right. one video is like actually has information and knowledge and perspective. And that's like a, like a nutritious meal, but 
where does everybody go? You know, everyone gravitates towards the like junk food, you know, just give me Right. the, Cause, yeah. yeah, because at the end, sorry, Jack, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but No, no, at the it's end, done. all about um, your audience. And I feel like audience for high quality, high production content, like maybe the chef at the Michelin restaurant, that's for like an older generation. And the people who are scrolling Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, um, I know a lot of people say only old people use Facebook, but that's not true. A lot of young people use Facebook. I would know I'm young and I use it. People who are on there scrolling those pages are mostly young people And they're going to watch the weird stuff, the shock value stuff, the Yeah. funny, uh, fun content. They want that easy to digest, short, entertaining content above anything else. And they prioritize shock value and they prioritize fun in their content. And with something that gives them a laugh or something that weirds them out. Um, and that's kind of the formula that you have to follow when you want to h
understand what that means. It's like when you feel that the person on the screen is your friend, basically. Yes. <laughs> and in this information age, like I think that's kind of an important aspect. I don't want to sound weird about that. Like, I don't think it's necessarily always a negative thing. No, it can be no, really I, I par the parasocial that I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's huge. That is like that you are the, and on the A to Z English podcast, if we do a YouTube channel and just do our podcast, but we record video and I mm -hmm. upload it there, the, the v viewer is now the third person in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, yeah. you're, you're sitting, you're sitting in that third, there's like a third empty chair and, and we call it sometimes, we, sometimes we call it the fourth wall in, in you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. The, yeah. you know, and breaking uh, the wall. Yeah. breaking the fourth wall would be like, we're talking to you as, right. as like the, the, the third person in the room. And I had, I had this huge parasocial relationship with this, uh, with this podcast where the uh, it was a politics podcast. Right. And it really shaped my politics. This one uh, broadcaster, this, the guy, one of the podcasters, the guy on the podcast was names. His name was Michael Brooks and, and his, his insight and intelligence on the political landscape and everything um, informed me for years. Like I would just, and he, and he was also wickedly funny. So it was like this really enjoyable experience where I was learning tons about American politics and foreign uh, foreign affairs, and then also laughing hysterically. Well, suddenly he died one day. He's 37 years old, aneurysm, gone. Wow. It hit me like a shovel. Like, I swear to you, I have never, I didn't realize that I had a parasocial relationship with this person because it it hurt like a friend dying um for 3 days you know it was it was just like a like a gut punch you know uh right. i i cried like I, you know what i mean like and and i yeah. realized like this is weird i'm crying over the death of a person that doesn't even know i'm exist that doesn't even know i'm alive um right. yet he was so open and so honest and so intelligent and, every, and such a good broadcaster or podcaster that he made me feel like we were friends. Like that's a, that's a special talent, you know, people that can do that. And so that parasocial relationship, especially in a time where we're so atomized and so like fragmented as like a, you know, as a, as a culture, society. as a yeah. society, right. That, People are looking for that. And so I think you're right. If you're if you start swimming towards those waters, you're going to have more success. You know what I mean? Like um, and 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 I, I don't think it's like I don't think it necessarily is a bad thing. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think a parasocial relationship is I mean, I, I don't think like that should be the uh, number one objective of your channel of, or of your of your page. But right. if it happens, if people just feel like they become your friend, I think that's okay. Um, I, I guess it's just up to what you're, you know, what you're willing to, to what you're comfortable with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that a parasocial relationship gets a bad rap, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that where society is so fragmented and there's still a lot of isolation and effects from the pandemic right. that. It can help you feel less lonely. I remember during the pandemic, I was a huge fan of Emma Chamberlain 
And she's a YouTuber, a famous YouTuber who breaks a fourth wall really often and makes you feel like you're there with her wherever she goes, like you're hanging out with her or you're going on this adventure with her or you're just cooking with her in her kitchen. And it's just like people, creators who are successful at connecting with their audience on that level and helping people feel less lonely and helping people feel more connected to them as creators and as people are usually the ones who are really successful. Um, And I think it's a big aspect of why when TV was invented, radio died out as well. Yeah, It's like being able to see someone and the amount of love that people could feel for a television star or celebrity, because you're seeing that person and you're following their career Uh, talk shows, for example. I mean, podcasts have existed since invention of television. They were talk shows before basically, and they were wildly successful because people were sitting at their homes and they felt validated in their opinions, or they felt they were learning something from these shows, or they were just being entertained and having a good time. And I think that that level of human connection is what we seek. And we, use technology for that purpose moving forward through social media. And I think that's what makes certain social media pages so successful. Yeah. I Robin Shaw of Shaw English Online is he's kind of been my North Star when it comes to like social media and stuff like that. Uh, I respect his opinions a lot. And uh, he said to to me, for for you and I, for you and me or for you and I to have success in in the space, we need to get our our YouTube channel up with video because right now, like a lot of the the because that would put us a, ahead of the curve a little bit. And I'll t- I'll tell you why. So we jumped into the audio space, which is like you said, is is like going back to old timey radio. You know, right? <laughs> the only difference is you can just listen to whenever you want, but that's what a podcast is. It's a radio show. I mean, talk talk about like you know, the antiquated, like, you know, uh, old, you know? Um, so we hopped into space and we did, we did all right, you know, um, in order to take it to the next level. And a lot of these podcasts don't do this is start recording your podcast with video, putting it on YouTube and then giving people the opportunity to either watch it on YouTube or listen to it. And now you, now you've got two different mediums, that you're, you know, so we, so we've, we've made, we've taken some steps, right? We've got our lighting issues a little bit better. What would, once we get the uh, Wi-Fi situation sorted out, we'll, we'll be able to kind of make it look like a, a proper um, studio, you know, where we're, even though we're recording in different countries. And I think in that case, at that point, you and I will have stepped up, uh, we'll, we'll made a step uh forward like a step up or whatever we will we'll have taken a big step up because um you know we'll we'll now be the podcast that you can watch like a show or listen to like a radio show so i think that'll really help us i'm I'm not sure i don't know if you think if you agree or not but uh yeah i definitely agree and i'm i'm with it and i think we should make it a New Year's resolution for the podcast this year. Right. Yes. This is our yeah. 2024 New Year's resolution. <laughs> yeah, the 24 yeah. New Year's resolution for the A to Z English podcast and the Jack and Chill sub podcast. Right. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, we've already got a YouTube channel. You know what I mean? And so we've got yeah. a YouTube channel. We're already uploading everything there. But you, you go to the YouTube channel, you can only listen to it. Um, imagine if you could just go there, see our faces, be that third person in the room and feel like you're you're hanging out with a couple of friends learning English. That to me, that would, would have a lot of appeal, I think. And so, yeah, that's that's where I, I that's where we want to take this. So, uh, yeah. 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 Listeners, let us know what are your suggestions for 2024 to grow our social media page and our podcast. Um, follow us at a to z English podcast at gmail.com. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Leave us a comment down below at a to z English podcast.com. Uh, follow us on our WhatsApp group, on our WeChat group, and email us at a to z English podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you feel so inclined to follow my travel vlog on Facebook, or on Instagram, on both of those places, it's Solemi Travels, which is a mixture of my two names, Emily and Social, X-O-C-L-E-M-I, Travels, T-R-A-V-E-L-S, and that's on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.